This podcast is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. BetOnline.ag, the fastest, easiest, and safest way to bet on all things sports. With March Madness, the Masters, and Major League Opening Day are right around the corner, BetOnline.ag has all the latest news, scores, and odds to help you win big. The best part? You'll receive 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Head over to BetOnline.ag and use our promo code BLUEWIRE to receive your literal free money. Plus, signing up is a great way to support the podcast you're listening to in your ears right now. Again, that's promo code BLUEWIRE. All one word when you sign up at BetOnline.ag. BetOnline.ag. Your online sportsbook experts. Welcome to Land Parties, brought to you by BetOnline.ag. I'm your host, Ryan Smith, and with me, as usual, is my man, Lucas Egan. Lucas, how are you doing, my friend? I am doing well. We are coming off a very busy weekend. It was a super busy weekend. It was an awesome weekend. Uh, you know, if you if you listened to the last episode, uh, we, we were at the Level Up uh, convention that was this past weekend. Uh, that was a lot of fun. I almost almost bought a sword. Uh, you know, it, it was great uh, just, just being in that environment and, and speaking with everybody. It was. You know, the worst part about that was is I came in with a budget and that budget just went away. <laughs> I, I feel like it always goes like that. You go in like, all right, I'm going to get like maybe one piece of art, maybe a shirt or something like that. And, uh, you know, it, 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 it happens, you know. But the, the other good thing, too, about it is that you're you're also supporting local artists and people that come into these uh, conventions that helps to, you know, keep these conventions going. And, and um, you know, so I'm always appreciative of that. And they've always got really cool things, too. They do. And, and you know, tons of cool guests, cool panels. Yeah, it, overall, it's just a great experience. Absolutely. I, I'm super excited uh, about this episode. There's a lot to talk about uh, as far as gaming news. Obviously, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, the Level Up Expo uh, and what we did there. We had a special interview there as well. Uh, we've got League Play, obviously, to talk about. Uh, but let's 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 talk about what we're going to start out with. Round one. Fight. Xbox is is making waves over here. Um, I know that Lucas brought this uh, up to to my attention as far as uh, uh, some of the things we're going to get into it. I want to start out, though, actually with a uh, a quote. Um, and this quote from this article is from uh, Phil Spencer, the, the head of Xbox. He says, quote, at Xbox, we value being open and transparent and transparent with you. And I'm proud to be able to share details about some of the technologies we are enabling for the next generation and look forward to boldly sharing more as we head towards E3. I feel like this was the the official battle cry for Xbox in a complete dig at, at Sony and PlayStation, them not really, them being super secretive about the PlayStation 5. He comes on the whole reverse, says, hey, we are being transparent with you guys, uh, the people that, that enjoy our, our products, our games. Uh, here's everything that's going down. We're going to also be at E3, which PlayStation is not going to be at E3. So this is kind of like a double jab. I, I love the, you know, I, I feel like it's game on for the console wars. It is. And, you know, you got to love Phil Spencer. He's always willing to come out and give you some good quotes. 
Yeah, you know, we talked about this, that uh, information had to start coming soon, uh, just based on historical precedents. And it is, it's nice to see uh, somebody coming out with something concrete about the next generation. You know, uh, as, like we, we, we had talked about assuming that we're looking at a November launch, the information has to start coming soon. And Microsoft's doing a good job of getting that hype going, leading into E3, which they have all to themselves this year. I mean, this is, this is probably the perfect setup for them that they could have ever dreamt of. Yeah, no, I agree. And they're taking advantage again of that platform for E3. Now, PlayStation is being strategic about about this because they're not going to start we won't start seeing information coming from PlayStation until after E3 and Xbox basically lays their hands on the or lays their uh, uh, cards out on the table. Then I think PlayStation is going to come in on the back end and say, oh, but ours is going to be X amount lower. Ours is going to have X amount or point, you know, whatever more graphic power, you know, and, and they're going to try to try to kind of undercut them. Uh, I feel is what their strategy is, but I like what Xbox is doing here. And 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 when we get into the details of some of these uh, uh, some of these uh, uh, things that are coming, um, they really got me excited. Yeah, you know, it's funny because Sony did essentially the same strategy last generation. It worked out really well. Everyone remembers that epic E3 just kind of beat down <laughs> Sony, put down in Microsoft. I think the difference is this year is Microsoft doesn't seem to be making those missteps. Microsoft's coming on strong, so it'll be. Fun to see how Sony responds without the benefit of mistakes by Microsoft. Right. And and yeah, it'll it'll be it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. But I'm guessing it is gonna, you know, they that's a formula that worked for them before. Um, you know, so they're gonna try it again. But clearly Microsoft has learned. They've learned their lessons. <laughs> so it's nice to see these two companies being competitive, getting us, you know, as consumers hyped up for all the new, you know, all the new technology, all the new things it's gonna be able to do. Uh, you know, I, I'm not a Microsoft or, or an Xbox guy. I shouldn't say I'm not a Microsoft guy. I'm not an Xbox guy uh, as far as with consoles, but they kind of got me. I'm like, all right, man, I'm looking at you. I'm like, see what you're doing, Microsoft. I can get on board with this. Uh, but, you know, well, for me, the the, the biggest determining factor uh, so far leading up to this has always been about the games. And Sony just always puts the beat down on Xbox as far as with games. However, what I do like what Xbox is doing, you know, and, and we're going to get into this. I'm just going to touch it for a second is, uh, you know, being able to, you know, all the games from, like, I have uh, uh, the Xbox Game Pass. I can play it on my PC. Now I can finally play Xbox games without owning an Xbox, which is fantastic. It is, you know, and the blog post that Phil Spencer put out went into a lot of the tech specs, which I'm going to be honest with you, I kind of gloss over. At some point, the consoles are always going to be behind PCs, and the console, let's be honest, I mean, how many people could tell the difference between PS4 and Xbox? The PS4 was the more powerful console than the Xbox One. Was there a noticeable difference? If you really have an eye for it, I guess. I couldn't really see it, to be perfectly honest with you. I love my PS4, but I don't know. Ryan, do you do you see much difference when we get to these kind of graphical horse races? To me, it's it's a game of inches, right? Um, so yeah, if you're, if you have a trained eye or if you're a professional that works in that world, I, I think absolutely you're, you're going to notice those differences. Your typical consumer, I don't think you really notice that kind of stuff. And, um, you know, so it's, it's them kind of, I feel like appealing to those techie people to your average consumer that's going to purchase this. It's, you know, it, it's not, it's not really going to do anything for you. 
Yes. Uh, I do think that there were two big things from that blog post that immediately appealed to me. Were, and those two were that your accessories will carry over from Xbox One. And for first-party studio games, if you buy an Xbox One game, you will get the upgraded version for free. That is, dude, when I was reading this, I was just like, my mind was blown. And please, I hope this makes Sony step up their game and 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 match this as well. Number one, you're telling me that, that my old hardware now is going to be compatible with this new one? I don't have to go out and get a new controller and 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 get a new feel for, you know, this and that. I can use the thing that I've been, I, I absolutely love that. It makes sense. Again, there, I feel like Microsoft is going in this, hey, you bought it once, you can use it wherever, wherever, uh, however you want to, wherever you want to, whatever hardware, you know, I love the direction that they're going in that, and that is absolutely huge. Um, and what was the other one again? Yeah, so games and then accessories. So things like, I, I believe they I would assume they're referring to things like controllers and whatnot that right. can still be used. I mean... What makes a huge deal to me is when you buy a new console, we all think of the sticker price, but that's never the true cost. If you want to play with your friends at home, you're buying at least one more controller. You know, the console obviously is just the box itself. So if you want a game, you're dropping at least another $60. Hopefully it's just 60 <laughs> But, yeah. you know, the, that cost goes up real fast. This could be an easier way to get you into that new generation without going, oh, my gosh, how much extra stuff do I have to buy? Right. And, and getting a little more into the weeds uh, as far as with that, too. So you're going to be able to play uh, games from your Xbox, your original, the OG Xbox up through uh, the, what was it, the Xbox One, uh, which is, which is crazy amazing. I, I love the fact that they're doing that. Please, Sony, do that as well. There's another thing they have, smart delivery. Uh, let me just read this here a little bit from this article. This technology empowers you to buy a game once and know that whether you're playing it on Xbox One or Xbox Series X, you are getting the right version of that game on whatever Xbox you're playing on. Now, what I take from that is you're telling me if I buy a game now for Xbox, uh, uh, Xbox One, um, I can now that that game will now transfer over to the Xbox Series X. I don't have to buy that game again in order to play it on the new uh, on the new console. Mind blown because I have complained about that with PlayStation, dude. I I had such a rough time going from PlayStation Three to PlayStation Four. I felt like I was I was leaving my friends behind. They didn't have you know they weren't able to get it till till later on in the road, and and I kept moving on. It was just like and I was like, well, yeah, we'll still play sometimes. Come on, buddy. After I got the PlayStation 4, I never even looked at my PlayStation 3 anymore. You know what I mean? So so the fact that they're going to be able to, that they're doing this, this means, and, and I'm curious to see where this goes too, because as far as uh, from a publisher standpoint, now you're not really getting that double dip. Right. Uh, but clearly they've worked something out with these publishers to allow this to happen. I think this is exciting news. I, I've been wanting games to go in that direction. Look, I, I bought it once already. Let me play it however I want to play it, okay? Don't make me buy it two, three times or, you know, to, to play on my different devices. Just one time and, and I could play on everything. Hey, Microsoft, I see you. Yeah. I see you. 
Yeah, you know, coming from a company like Nintendo, which likes to charge you a million times <laughs> for the same game, and even Sony, you're right, going from the PS3 to PS4, all those remasters are great to introduce in the new audiences. They kill you if you've played those games before, because now you're having to pay, oftentimes, full price for the same game, which is incredibly frustrating, incredibly annoying, and it's always torn between, I really love this game, but... Do I want to buy it again? I right. mean, for the same game? Yeah, this this is just amazing. This is an amazing service. If And Sony, please, please, please jump on this. I'm telling you, Microsoft just flexed on them with this. Microsoft absolutely flexed on Sony with this. And, you know, Microsoft has been talking about first-party games. I saw on Twitter that Cyberpunk is going to be a, a part of this for Microsoft, right. which takes a lot of the uh, drama out of it because, you know what? There's a lot of us that will go, do I want to buy this on current gen or do I want to hold out? Well, now you can, if you're an Xbox person, you can just buy it. Right. I mean, that's incredibly fun. You don't have to wait. You can jump into this game right away and know that you'll get the optimized version down the road. And it sounds like that means that there's also going to be then the uh, cross-save as well. So cross-saves, whatever platform you're playing on, then will transfer over to uh, uh, uh every console or every whatever uh, uh, hardware you're using to play it on. A couple other things from this uh, uh, article as well I wanted to touch on um, were the, uh, there's something called Quick Resume. Uh, it's a new Quick Resume feature lets you continue multiple games from a suspended state almost instantly. Uh, I, I, PlayStation has something like that now. I don't know if it's multiple games, but there that is something. But I mean, that's cool. And it sounds like, you know, it sounds like speed wise, again, another speed thing. Uh, this is, you know, that, that that'll be something that'll be cool. Um, there was, uh, and this one kind of caught my eye, uh, the 124 or 120 uh, frames uh, support. Um, for your average person that might not, no, I, I think you notice going from 60 frames to 120 frames, it is a lot faster. It, it is smooth like butter. Um, you're going to notice that, you know, so I thought that was like, all right, now we're talking about consoles pushing 120 frames. Uh, that's exciting. Obviously, you got to be able to have hardware to, you know, a, a monitor or a TV to be able to uh, uh, push that out. But if you have that, you know, um, you're going to notice that. Now it's like, that's cool to see that, uh, that console are stepping into that um into that uh into that world really so you know and and i i thought their their closing statement uh or or his closing statement um from this article as well um it's literally a generation with players at the center uh is the title of it and and you know it really does feel like xbox and 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 microsoft are really trying to be or at least seemingly uh uh player centric uh which is always exciting for for a gaming community and, and if you're supporting a brand um and and it's something that you love you love you know you also enjoy seeing that gratitude and them saying hey we're listening to what you guys are saying we're, we're taking in your guys's feedback and and here's what we're going to give you uh i i think it's you know i think this is a strong showing by xbox and microsoft it is. You know, let's give them credit. After the, the rocky launch of Xbox One, they really did a good job of saying, you know what? We heard you guys. We messed up. We're going to do everything we can to try and fix things as best we can. And yeah, based on what they've revealed so far, they're taking that to the next step and they're ready to to throw down. Yeah. No, it's it. Uh, hey, my hat's off to you, Xbox. Well done. Well done. Um, moving on. 
let's let's talk about uh, the league play from this uh, this past weekend. Uh, there was some there was some good stuff. Uh, I know definitely in the uh, the Overwatch League. There's a lot of uh, there's some there's some craziness uh, that happened uh, there. But let's start out with the uh, COD League. Take me there. Yeah, you know it was a pretty exciting event. Uh, I I really liked watching it. Atlanta takes the homestand, which is the first time a uh, home team actually won their homestand, which was kind of cool to watch. And you know what? Everybody was expecting Atlanta and Chicago in the finals, but Chicago got upset in the semifinals. Overall, I thought it was a really competitive event, which is really good to see. Uh, You know, you never want a league where it seems like a couple teams are going to run away with it and that there's a huge gap between them and the rest of the league. There were a lot of matches that could have gone either way really easily. And not only was it nail-biting and exciting to watch in the current moment, it, the, the future of this league looks really bright because now you're like, all right, I could see any one of these teams pulling the upset going forward. Right, and it looks like still, even though uh, uh, Atlanta Faze had a strong showing, they ended up putting up 50 points during that uh uh, during that uh, homestand there. Chicago had a poor showing, like we, like you just said, uh, but they still remain on top of the standings, uh, even though. So I think it's kind of fun how their their uh, their point system is and how their ranking system is. I think a, a story kind of looking at this uh, at these rankings, Optic Gaming, <laughs> they are they are struggling. What's going on there? I. <laughs> You know what? Their their roster just isn't isn't working. It's just not working, and they're running out of time. Like they, <laughs> man, I. They're usually pretty reliable. Like I, like yeah, yeah, I, like, like, I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, and like it's just. I mean, looking at these standings, it's just surprising. Like it's like wow, Opta Gaming is sitting you know dead last with zero points. Like ow, the big goose egg there. We're what three three weeks in. This is uh, week three. I believe so. Yeah, you know, and the funny thing is the next the next homestand they're facing I'm forgetting who in the first round, but they're one the team they're facing has one win. So like this is if there's ever a time for them to start to turn things around, man, it better be this next homestand. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's interesting too because uh we uh, uh you know, our our boss had po- passed on a uh, uh an article to us uh just about um uh like Taking advantage of homestands, what it means in the esports realm, how you know what I mean? They're able to physically now they're they're kind of moving over to physically having these events, and they're they're, they're not just people sitting up there playing games. These are huge productions. I don't know if you've ever had the opportunity to uh, go to any of these uh, uh, events, but they are absolute spectacles. Um, so it'll be interesting to to see kind of moving forward uh, what direction they they take these homestands and how big they really, you know, try to get them and extravagant, you know? Right. You know, you think of some other sporting events. It's not just about the game. It's about the experience surrounding the game. It's about the activities before and after. It's about being able to merchandise it, you know, fire up the crowd, keep them engaged. You know, I think that that in general, and if I'm going to speak in very broad terms, that esports is doing a ver- a good job creating that spectacle and that fan event. Like if you go to an event, you're going to have a good time. You're going to be entertained beyond just what's going up on screen. So, I would I'm I'm excited to see it evolve. 
Yeah, no, I agree. And then kind of switching gears here a little bit, let's move over to the Overwatch League. There were some, like, so this was the Washington uh, Washington's uh, homestand here, and they did end up uh, uh, winning their matches or winning their match. But there's a there's a I gotta start out with this story. Uh, there was a couple of records uh, broken, and in in the article that I was reading, uh, they they kind of they described the event as as meme tastic because there was so much. It was such a wild event. So to start out. And this is Washington playing. Washington's on the offensive. They're going against London Spitfire. We know London Spitfire has not won a game. Uh, they're 0-2 right now. Or, uh, um, uh, yeah, they're, they're 0-2. Uh, so they set up to where it's on uh, – uh, what was the map that it was on? Let me – let me just check my notes here real quick. It was on Dorado, and uh, they set up right in front of the payload. And literally, th- this is the record here. They were they they got the record <laughs> for the least amount of of movement of a payload. The shortest amount, four point three one meters, is what they moved it. I had to watch this video. It was unbelievable i've played that map a ton of times we've tried to do things like that somebody ends up getting picked off and it it all just kind of falls apart they were able to hold there for uh five minutes um not letting them they only moved at 4.31 meters uh absolutely unbelievable if you have not checked out that video please check it out because that is how you make a defensive stand in overwatch my goodness what was the it's perplexing to watch, and you know what? I'm gonna be honest with you. It made me feel better because I play Overwatch casually, and when you get in with a a, a terrible group of players, and you're just like, "What are we doing?" <laughs> this makes me feel good that this could happen to the best of them. <laughs> Absolutely, and and uh, um, so not only I mean, so I mean that was absolutely that's just terrible. Um, <laughs> This had to have been a a at least a confidence booster uh, for the London Spitfire. Uh, that was the within that uh, series that that uh, uh, three three map series. Um, that was the only win that they had from that. Uh, but I mean, again, to be able to shut down a team, uh, especially a team that's already won two maps on you, and not say, "Ah, this is over." I kind of, you know, the 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 fact that they were and kudos to their coaching staff as well, uh, to because that doesn't just you, you don't just do stuff like that overnight. That's training, and it's something that they implemented. They they showed grit. Uh, even though they were they were down, uh, you know, two two maps. Um, you know, you love seeing something like that in a competitive sport. Um, I, I will always root for that. So, you know, kudos to the Spitfire for uh, sticking in there and and showing us, giving us a, a, a nice little meme of a. <laughs> <laughs> You know, you know, and and when you're when you're looking for that win, you got to build on something. So so anything you can take off to build off of, and and that is a heck of a confidence booster. Yeah, that that you got to take the positives where you can get them. Absolutely. It, okay, so there was another uh, another record was broken as well. They had the longest uh, regular season match. This match ended up going seven rounds. Now, now let me break it down for you. Uh, a, a match consists of three maps. So they end up playing a total, not seven rounds, my, my apologies, seven maps. They played seven maps. So that's what, 21, because uh, it's best two out of three. Uh, so a potential for 21 uh, um, uh, 21 different uh, uh, rounds. Uh, but yeah, they end up they end up doing two hour 
long match. They end up making a sub in the middle of the match, uh, one of the support players. Um, and, and that was a, a fantastic story came out of that. This is a, uh, it was a new gentleman uh, that had just uh, uh, gotten on. It was his first official match. He was nervous. He ended up doing all kinds of crazy stuff. And, and that was a story uh, within itself. But I cannot imagine playing a map for two hours straight, just going <laughs> like, this is never going to end. How does this end? You know what? And as a spectator, hey, let's do it, man. Bonus time. Let's go. And for that sub, man, what a way to have your first match. Yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, as a player, oh my goodness, you have to just be like exhausted. You're just like, when are we gonna finish? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. But I mean, you you also train for that stuff too. You know, they do a lot of scrims. You're playing a lot of that. It's just that you're consecutively doing right. that. That would get a little tiring for sure. There would definitely be some fatigue in your in your wrists. Uh, and just you know what I mean. You don't you don't typically play that many but when you're in the heat of battle i mean number one the fact that they they kept tying and and pushing it further and further and further is is amazing because that's two teams that are giving it their all um and you know that had to have been super exciting to be there especially when a victor was finally uh announced and and uh the the dust had settled um that that would have been a fantastic uh match just to be a part of and and to see yeah, the elation that that must have been felt, and the disappointment. I mean, it's bad enough to lose. It's worse when you lose a long, drawn out, close match. It's just it's ten times worse. Yeah, you're right. You are absolutely correct about that. And then, and then a little side note as well. Um, Fusion destroyed New York, so those were two. <laughs> those are two top teams uh, there. And uh, uh, man. It's, Philly, dude, I don't know. I don't know. Philly, Philly right now is, I mean, they're, they, they are, they are ridiculous right now. You know, we talked about last episode, it's a chance to make a statement and statement made. (laughs) Absolutely. No statement received that. So Philly is still uh, on top their record right now, map wise, 12 and four. Uh, That's, Oh my Ooh. goodness, dude! I'm just thinking in terms of SR. I want that juicy SR. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> can you imagine that? Um, but yeah, kind of. So the top five right now, uh, Overwatch League is uh, Philly Fusion. You got Vancouver Titans uh, in second. Now they're the, like this. Their ranking system is kind of weird for me, um, and and I'll explain here in a second. But Vancouver Titans, their map played their. They're two and zero with map play of six and two. Then you've got the uh, San Francisco Shock, uh, and this is where it got weird for me. Um, they're one and zero at third uh, with a three and one record. I don't know how that works exactly. Um, I, uh, no, I see it because they're they're uh, they don't have a loss. And then you have New York in fourth uh, with a three three and one record, ten and four map play. Um, so I guess that does make sense. So never mind. I, I didn't. You guys didn't hear nothing. Okay. Um, but yeah, no. The, so the, the, and, and if you have a chance, uh, go visit their web page as well and just check out like some of the highlights and stuff like that uh, from this past uh, weekend's competition, because there is all kinds of hilarity uh, that, that I was watching um, <laughs> that had happened. So it, it was a fun uh, event over at Washington. They did well uh, for their homestand other than uh, being made fools of um, on Dorado. <laughs> but uh, that's neither here nor there. You know, and speaking of Overwatch, you know, perfect transition here. When we were at Level Up Expo, we got a, a very fun interview that we got to do. Probably one of the most fun interviews I think we we've done. Period. She was awesome. Like she was, she was so, she was super nice, uh, super down to earth. Uh, 
you know, it, it, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, so we got to speak with uh, Jen Cohn, who is the voice of Farah from Overwatch. And, you know, we got to see her interact with some fans. And, oh, my goodness, it is so much fun to see somebody that takes the time, doesn't rush them, has an actual conversation with them, will laugh with them. And it, it, she tells a great story. You're going to love this interview. And welcome back. This is Lucas Egan coming to you from the Las Vegas Convention Center from the Level Up Expo. And I'm joined by a very special guest today. Jen, thanks for joining us this evening. Lucas, my pleasure. Absolutely. I love that we got WrestleMania going on in the background. I don't know if anybody can hear us, but they should be able to because you have the best gear set up ever. And I'm I'm obsessed with your gear, Lucas. It's so cool. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. This. It's work gear, so I can't claim total credit for it. But, uh, it's but really we'll Really, it's like a workable <laughs> setup you got going on here. This is so smart. I love this. Let me start by just talking about this expo. I mean, what made you want to come out to it, and, and how fun is it to come out to events like this for you guys? I was so excited to pack for Las Vegas. For anyone who knows me, I am like a, I'm a big clothes horse. Like that's my that's my thing. So getting to pack all like shiny, sparkly, dealer-worthy stuff. For, for Vegas was like a major highlight. So that was definitely, that was one reason I was all excited to come. Another reason I was all excited is because I was super psyched to team up with Jez Roth uh -huh. from the School of Cosplay and Gamer vs. Taylor. And that, because I'm obsessed with that. I love where cosplay and fashion comes together. So I got to see him last night. I'm gonna play with him tomorrow night for another event here at Level Up. Um, and Level Up is awesome, and I've never done a con in Vegas before, and I love Vegas, baby. It rocks. It's amazing to be here. So I've had the pleasure of getting to deal with all of the very nice people at the convention and meeting nice fans, and I don't find myself in the desert often enough. So, <laughs> Well, we're glad you're out here. Thank you. You know, getting the chance to interact with fans, I mean, how much fun is that to see them and see the excitement that you must see in their faces? Oh, it's extraordinary. I mean, really, it's the gift. That's the thing that's been the biggest gift from this whole Overwatch ride in particular, is getting to interact with all of these fans and all of these people who the characters that you're playing mean so much to and whose lives are affected by it. Um, I'm always so moved by it and so grateful that people get to come out and talk to me and I get to like, you know, put that face to that energy. It's really a gift. You know, take me back quickly to the beginning of Overwatch. You know, how, how did you kind of hear about the role and what was that process like to get cast in it? I, this is a kind of ridiculous story on my part, Lucas. So when you're a voiceover actor, you have like a billion auditions. You're auditioning all the time. And so I got sent an audition and I thought nothing of it because I've done a lot of games and I thought that it was just another game. And at the time, the game was still in development. So it had a pseudonym, it wasn't the real name, and Farah had a false name, and the description made me think that she was a villain. So I did this like super aggressive villain audition and sent it in and promptly forgot about it, which is what, I mean, completely forgot, didn't think about it again. And six months later, I get a call from my agent that I've booked a job for, for a game called Overwatch and a character called Farah and that I have a session on my birthday and to be in the studio on my birthday and it's five and a half years ago already I and mean, it's a long time and I said to my agent okay look that's very nice and all but like I didn't audition for anything called Overwatch I look back at my files there was no Farah there was no Overwatch they made a mistake 
And like Jen Cohn is like the John Smith of Jewish girls. So I totally assumed that this was a mistake and they got the wrong person. Needless to say, I show up at the studio and I get on the I get on the mic and there's Jeff Kaplan and there's Michael Chu, the head writer, and there's Andrea Toyas, our voice director. And the first thing I say is, guys, I'm so, so sorry, but there's been a mistake. I never auditioned for this. You got the wrong Gen Cone. There must be a Gen Cone in LA somewhere or 200 Gen Cones in LA, but there's somebody else. And they said, no, 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 it's you. And I insisted no. And then they played me the Farah audition, the villain Farah. And I was like, oh, I remember this. I totally remember this. So I said, yeah, yeah, this is her. This is the job. And I said, oh, it was fun. They said, but she's not a villain. Think of her as like the Captain America of the game. She's Captain America. And I went like, all right, I could do that. And that was the day we found the voice. And that was the day that we let, like, I saw my first animatic. And that was when, like, I had a really fun birthday session. And afterward, I went to my agent and told them how much fun it was. And she said to me, she was like, Jen, I think it's gonna be a big deal. And I told her, I was like, whatever, right, it was a big deal. So I totally dismissed it. But needless to say, it became a big deal. So it sounds like you were a little surprised with the impact it's had. Stunned, stunned, I had no idea. I did not expect it at all. Yeah. When, like, when you're a part of that and, and you start to see it take off, what, what's the first thought that goes through your mind? Wow, that's an interesting question. Um, I guess more shock and amazement than anything. I mean, the ways that I found out that it was a big deal were it kept on being on film sets, ironically. It kept on being like grips and electrics and sound people. Um, I was on a film set when it was in testing, when it was in beta, and I had been going to this film set all the time, and the guys who were picking me up and taking me to set never, you know, they always were normal with me and were fine. Uh -huh. And one day my buddy, picks me up to take me and he won't look at me and he's being all weird with me and I'm like dude what's going on what what and he goes look look I don't get impressed I don't get excited but um but I IMDP'd you and I saw your bar on Overwatch and I've been doing the beta testing and I and I'm like oh my god like I'm shocked I was shocked a week later I'm on a set for another project and the sound guys are putting my mic on and they're being really freaking weird. And I'm like, what? What? And they all, they won't, they're like averting their eyes and they're like, um, we are MTP'd you. I don't know, we saw it again. <laughs> Far off from my. It's like, holy crap, this, like, this is something. And then, like, to, to top the trifecta to make it the most perfect, right after that was Thanksgiving and I was at my sister in law's sister in law's house. And there was a basement full of 12 year olds. And like one of the moms asked me what I do. And I told her and then she asked, oh, do I do video games? And I said, yes. And when I said, I do Overwatch, she's like, oh my God, Jamie plays Overwatch, hold on. With and she gets the kid up and she tells her son and he's surrounded with like his cousins. And the kid goes white as a sheep <laughs> and turns around and goes back to the basement. Oh no. And then comes back and is like, you're not far. You're not. Far. I'm like, I'm totally far from Overwatch. No, no. And he goes away again. And then he comes back with his phone. He's like, you gotta do the voice lines for me. Do the voice. Do the voice lines. And so I wind up. This was the first time I did a video of doing voice lines for someone because he had to show his friends that I actually was Farah uh -huh. from Overwatch, that I wasn't lying. Uh -huh. And that trifecta was when I was like, oh, oh, okay. This, 
that's people people know what's going on with this game. This is not like you know me just in a booth in obscurity this time around. So that's hilarious. Kind of I like that. Yeah. You know, there have been rumors about an Overwatch series happening. Is there anything you can spill the beans? Just between us. Just just, just between, between us. us. Just between us. Yeah, you, me, on the wall. Um, <laughs> I cannot spill any beans about it, but I know it sounds very exciting. That sounds very exciting. It sounds really exciting. I like that. Yeah. Is there anything else you'd like to add right now? Um, I'm so excited to be in Vegas. Everybody come on down, come to Level Up Expo. We're here today through Sunday. You should definitely come and say hello. Um, and have a great weekend. Thank you. Thank you. My pleasure. So much fun. And thanks again, Jen, for that wonderful interview. Ryan, I just gotta say, can you imagine getting a role of maybe a lifetime and then trying to convince them that it's a mistake? Like, you, I don't want, no, 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 you, you, you can't be right. That That's not that's not me. You want somebody else. Girl, you better be quiet and take the role. <laughs> no, that, dude, that is such an amazing story, too, and it, that's it's so much fun. Yeah, and you know, that entire expo was a lot of fun. I think we both had a really good time. You know, this is a, a locally run, locally grown event, and, you know, to see where it's come from, to see where it's at now is just awesome. Yeah, it, it's great, number one, seeing... Uh Number one, it's a local it's a local event, but you really saw the community come out and enjoy being there at the event. You could tell that they appreciate that kind of stuff, um, and it, it's fantastic that they're that they do these kinds of things. I saw other vendors for other cons that are uh, here locally too, so I had the opportunity to speak with some of them. So hopefully, we'll be able to have some of them on the show. We can uh, bring a little more awareness to other uh, great local events that are happening here. The art the art there was absolutely gorgeous. There was all kinds of fun games uh there was tournaments there was the the wrestling uh as you could hear in the uh, interview with uh jen in the background um you know there was just a lot to do there was a cosplay contest my friend uh uh this is lex uh uh, competed in the uh, voice acting uh competition it's put on by the uh the the arizona chapter of uh voice actors the arizona voice actors guild my apologies um and uh that was that was an awesome experience uh i didn't realize it was like a a live you know they basically are doing a live adr of uh they were doing anime and uh you know they're going up there and then they go they go and they record it and then they play it back with the sound effects with the music the actual scene dude it, it was amazing to see that and the level of talent out here is astounding astonishing seriously you had competitors the, the youngest competitor there i believe was 11 uh there was a group there was an 11 12 and uh, 14 year old go- uh, girl they were a group they did fantastic um but yeah i mean just cool stuff like that uh, it, it was amazing it was amazing to uh be able to check that stuff out you know we haven't heard final numbers yet but anecdotally all i heard from everybody was saturday was so packed that a lot of vendors that I talked to were surprised at how many people were coming through, especially on Saturday, which is always good to see. And, you know, when we had Colton in the other week and Lauren, they had talked about, you know, where they could see it keep growing. And and it's easy to see that growth continuing here in the near future. Yeah, yeah. No, and there was, I mean, the turnout looked like it, it it was a good turnout. Um, and, uh, you know, it was overall, I, I feel like it was just a super, super, uh, fun experience for everybody. Did you have a favorite thing that you got from the convention? 
Uh, so I did end up picking up an Overwatch t-shirt yesterday. I had to, had to get my man Zenyatta on there. Um, <laughs> I, I, I bought a piece of art as well, uh, the, the Friday that I went. Unfortunately, I wasn't able to go Saturday. I was, uh, here working in Nevada caucus. Um, but yeah, those, I, I, I almost bought a sword. I had to, I had to talk myself down twice. I did it. I almost did it Friday and then I almost did it Sunday. The only reason I didn't do it Sunday was because they were, it was literally, they were breaking stuff down. They said their card machine, they didn't, it had to be cash and I didn't have cash on me. So I was like, all right, I'm not going to get a sword. I'm not going to get a sword. <laughs> what about you? You know, I got my girlfriend a t-shirt that she really liked. Uh, we got some some nice little small art, like keychains and whatnot. And I'm going to be honest with you. I just let myself go, and I got the Pokemon mystery box. Oh, and <laughs> what did you get out of it? Did you get anything good? <laughs> yeah, you know, there was a, there was a, a good mix of stuff there. Uh, got a, a Pokedex. uh um, a Pokeball. So, I mean, it, I'm going to be honest with you. Just, just you put anything Pokemon in front of me, somebody has to hold me back from wanting to buy it. And you know what? I, I stopped myself from buying it on Friday, stopped myself from buying it on Saturday. I just could not stop myself. I, I walked by it one more time. I was like, eh. That's what all right. it was. All right. <laughs> it was that third time. He said, well, I'm going to go ahead and do it now. I'm going to do it. You know what? They were right by the entrance. I couldn't avoid <laughs> it. Like, it, it's, it, it was fate. <laughs> yeah. No, it, it was. And and from some of the tournaments uh, that, that happened this past weekend, I just wanted to uh, uh, bring in a side note because uh, it did involve level up. But uh, uh, the Vegas Inferno uh, esports team, so they went, uh, they had a, there was the CSGO Danger Zone Battle Royale event. They won that. T Rose won that from uh, Vegas Inferno. Friday Frags over at uh, the Esports Arena. Vegas Inferno. T Rose won that. He went back to back uh, on on winning those. And then at the Level Up Expo, there was a Fortnite tournament as well. And Blizzy, uh, who is a part of the Academy team, uh, the Vegas Lions, ended up winning that. So congratulations to Vegas Inferno uh, on those dubs. Strong showing. There you go, guys. Absolutely. So I think that uh, that's going to do it for us, yeah. Um, it was a, another fantastic uh, uh, week of, of just um, video games, uh, conventions, um, t- the league, everything. Uh, it, it, was, it, was, it was a busy uh, but rewarding weekend. It was. And, you know, as always, you can follow us on social media. Uh, you can follow me at Lucas Egan. That's L-U-K-A-S-E-G-G-E-N. Just remember, it's spelled not the way you think it's spelled. <laughs> and Ryan, you can find him at Smitty2447 across all platforms. His is much simpler than mine. <laughs> <laughs> and that is going to do it for us here at the Las Vegas Review Journal with Land Parties. Thank you guys again for uh, taking the time to listen to us. Uh, to download us don't forget keep sharing keep spreading the word guys uh we appreciate it um i'm loving seeing you know just the growth and and the topics if there's topics that you guys want uh, to talk about or, or news or anything like that please hit us up on the socials let us know and we will see you guys in the next episode don't forget we love your faces